everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, as always, streaming with you live every Sunday through Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. Now, as always, Primetime brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda, and I'm excited about the ride of the week. This is a special one. I will talk more about it about it later on the show and about the special Freeman prices that they've got going on over there. So, big day. What is up, everyone? Welcome, welcome. The plan was the plan was to start tonight's episode with Amari, the Amari Cooper trade. But I think that beforehand, we need to talk about the Michael Gallup deal, which has been officially reported. We'll get into the details. What is up, everyone? I see you guys in the chat. Shout out to the Facebook audience, Peter Rizzo, Ceci, Youngstar, the YouTube audience, Burner account, as always, Danny Savage, Charlene Evans. What is up? Thank you guys for being here. D-Block as well. Let's talk about the Michael Gallup agreement, right? The Michael Gallup contract, it has been reported officially by Rapshit. Five-year contract worth $62.5 million. But let's talk about the details. But before we do that, let me shoot you these quick questions so we can start this with full speed. I'm going to put out the first question right now. It is, do you like or dislike the Michael Gallup contract? Five years, $62.5 million. And I'll talk about what is special about it and what, in my opinion, the Cowboys got right out of this deal. While you let me know your answers in the chat, let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the week is a new ride, and with new ride, I don't mean this year's edition. I mean the first ever Mazda CX-50 that is only available for pre-order over at freemanmazda.net. Inventory is expected very soon. The CX-50 is a spacious, wide-stance SUV built for the outdoors with off-road drive model modes, uh, sunroof, and roof rails, and it's got drive select along with the same tech features available in other 2022 models. But this is the first ever Mazda CX-50 and you can check it out to keep, you know, to, to stay on the loop of the CX-50, go over to freemanmazda.net. So I was excited about that one. So let's talk about Michael Gallup's contract. I see that we've got some mixed answers in the chat. Jeremy goes with like, uh, Tommy said he dislikes the, the, the contract. Rita says 21 million guaranteed. The number, the, the number would be uh, for the full guarantees, $27 million, right? Charlene goes with dislike. Uh, Dirt Young says that, that, that it's a like from his part. So let's talk about the deal. The average feels like it's right on, online with what we kind of expected out of the Michael Gallup contract. 62.5 for five years. That's an annual average value of $12.5 million. I don't mind that. I think that is more or less in line with what we already expected. It's a $10 million signing bonus. 
27 million guaranteed total. And I think that's very important because what the Cowboys seem to have gotten right is that people are calling it a five-year deal because it is that, like, technically it is a five-year deal. But this is going to be a very similar situation to the Amari Cooper contract. Taking into consideration that there's a 10 million signing bonus, 27 million in guarantees, you're going to be talking about what's effectively a two-year contract for Michael Gallup. So after two seasons, the Cowboys are going to have an out. And that means, in other words, that if Michael Gallup ends up being what the Cowboys want him to be, which in my opinion is not really a number one wide receiver. I think they envision CeeDee Lamb as their wide receiver, and there have been some reports about it as well, and it kind of makes sense. If Michael Gallup is what they want him to be, then starting on year three of his contract, the Cowboys are likely going to stick with him and be okay with it. But if they feel like he didn't live up to expect to the expectations, if they don't feel very comfortable with his injury history after two years, then the out is going to be there and the Cowboys are not going to have to deal with a lot of dead money on their salary cap if they want to get rid of him, say, in 2024, for example. So it's a five-year deal, but honestly, seems more, of a, uh, more like a two-year deal. That is the, the real commitment for the Cowboys with their guy, Michael Gallup. You got to be happy about it, I believe. I, I kind of like the deal. That, that would be my answer, by the way. I like the deal specifically because of what we are talking about tonight. It is more than anything a two-year contract for Michael Gallup. In reality, a five-year deal. But I think that in practice, it will be more uh, closer to a two-year commitment. And I think that's smart by the Cowboys. I think that's what's the, 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 the best part of this deal is. I was talking to the Griders over at ADC Sports Dallas, and we were kind of discussing the contract. And listen, someone said, I don't, I don't get, uh, I think it was Shane Carter. I don't think that he minds me saying so. He said, I don't think that people realize how good of a deal this is. And I think that it's not that. I think that people will be fine with Gallup's contract. I think that the people who have been hating on the Michael Gallup deal, that hate is coming more than anything from the Amari Cooper context. The fact that the Cowboys got rid of Amari Cooper. And I think that's very valid. But the deal itself, I think it's good. The deal for Michael Gallup by itself, I think the Cowboys got not nice value and more than anything what I like is a structure. The fact that after two years, the Cowboys are going to be able to, you know, take it out if they want to do so. Uh, let's see. Emiliano says 12.5 really isn't that bad for a wide receiver too. Seems to be like the new baseline maybe for number two wide receivers. Uh, JJ will re-sign Turner, says RB Nightmare, or maybe Wilson before Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have a place in Dallas, to be honest. I don't know, and we'll likely talk more about it tomorrow, by the way, on Monday night, how the Cowboys will go on about their new need, quote-unquote, 
at wide receiver, right? Because the Cowboys are going to have that, that void for their number three guy. And they are likely going to look like, uh, for a slot receiver, I believe, if they want to fill that void. Because if you want CeeDee Lamb to be your new number one, we'll talk more about this tomorrow night, I promise. You're going to need CD to do a little bit of everything. And Michael Gallup hasn't been that slot receiver for the Cowboys. He only had 36 snaps in 2021, for instance, inside, while he had over 400 snaps lined up wide. Uh, Burner Account says, Mo, so what will be Michael Gallup's role in the offense now? Says Burner Account. I think it will be more or less what we already know from Michael Gallup because I know, I, I think that the Cowboys are going to, and maybe there will be some disagreement. For example, uh, Ray T says, CeeDee Lamp is not a number one. Lamp isn't consistent, says Roger Hernandez over at Facebook. There will be some disagreement here, but I think that what the Cowboys want is C.D. Lamp to be their number one with Michael Gallup being their number two. And that would leave that void at number three. And we'll talk about how the Cowboys can go on about that need tomorrow night. But for now, Michael Gallup signed to a five-year deal, which is more than anything a two-year commitment with their number two wide receiver. And if things don't work out for the parties, then after the 2023 season, The Cowboys are going to be able, likely, and we don't have the exact instructor so far, but based on the 10 million signing bonus on the 27 million total guarantees, that's the expectation right now. And with that context, I like it. I don't, I don't dislike this deal. I think it's a good deal for the Cowboys. And honestly, I was getting scared because, as you know, it was just reported today and it was starting to feel like Did things went south in the Cowboys negotiations with Michael Gallup? And maybe that was just the panic settling in with the tampering period about to begin tomorrow morning, uh, tomorrow afternoon, excuse me. But hey, the Cowboys got it done and it had to be done, especially after you traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. That happened on Friday, uh, no, on Saturday morning, by the way. That was reported on Saturday, so... No shows yet. This is the first ADC Sports Dallas show that we've had since that happened. And it feels crazy that so much has taken place since the last time that we talked to each other. Uh, of course, in my case, on Thursday night. Let's see. Joel Wilson says over 1,000 yards. Char- yards, excuse me, says, says otherwise, but he does drop too many balls. Joel Wilson uh, talking about CeeDee Lamb here. The thing is that we have not really seen CeeDee Lamb take over that number one role because Amari Cooper was on the team. So let's, I think everyone needs to give him a chance. I, I think that people who are claiming that he will never be the number one are kind of overreacting, but maybe so are the people that are completely convinced that he will be able to step up as a number one wide receiver. The fact is we don't really know But he has proven to us that he has the tools to become that number one wide receiver. He needs to be way more consistent. I agree with that. But also, we've seen, and I know this is going to sound weird, because we've seen the games in which he has had problems with his hands. We've seen the games in which he has had the drops. But also, we've seen streaks in which he doesn't have 
those bad moments. Like we've seen consecutive games with him not dropping the footballs. So I, I, I kind of think that we'll be fine. And I think that CeeDee Lamb, it's going to be interesting to see him develop into a number one wide receiver. And that is, of course, you, you guys who watch primetime know, I don't like the decision by the Cowboys to move on from Amari Cooper. I didn't really like it. And by the way, let's talk about that because the Cowboys traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns. And I know there, hey, there's a lot to talk about with Michael Gallup, but we, we will throughout the week. I promise you that. But tonight, we need to talk also about what happened on Saturday. We knew that the Cowboys were getting rid of Amari Cooper. That was already expected. The question was, are they going to be able to find a trade partner or are they going to have to release him? And the question for you guys is, how would you grade the Cowboys trade off Amari Cooper? From the Cowboys' point of view, how would you grade it? The, the Cowboys sent Amari Cooper to the Browns for a fifth-round pick from Cleveland, and they swapped uh, their respective sixth-round pick. So the Cowboys are, in other words, going to climb up 10 spots in the sixth round. That's what happened with the six-rounders. So more than anything, you could say that the Cowboys traded away Amari Cooper for just a fifth round draft pick the six rounders to me feel more like a like like a detail right i don't know that climbing up 10 spots in the sixth round is a big deal to be honest so to me it feels like the cowboys traded coop for a fifth rounder and i see that people are not happy about it of course uh wayne go, goes with an f for his grade ray says f Plus, plus, plus. So at least not an F. Kenneth goes with an F. Uh, let's see. We got screwed with the coop trade, says Danny Savage. A minus for the Browns, says Joel Wilson. D minus for Dallas. Anywhere but the Browns, maybe, says Joel Wilson. Ray says Amari gave them a discount. He could have went to Washington for $23 million. Ha! <sighs> oh, Nivet said, this does not get a grade. Not even a grade. This is a did not show up for the test. Listen, I'm not happy about it either. I kind of hate it. I thought that maybe the Cowboys were going to feel some legit interest for uh, Amari Cooper. Not the case. Uh, at least they didn't release him outright. At least they got a fifth round pick in return. I would grade it with a D minus. The only reason that I do not go with an F is that the Cowboys were going to get rid of Amari Cooper regardless, even though we didn't like it. Uh, it was going to happen. So at least the Cowboys got a fifth rounder in return. And hey, something is better than nothing. But we, we talked about this last week, right? We talked about the impact of things. The Cowboys could have restructured Amari Cooper's deal, which is the part that I don't like at all. The Cowboys could have done something to save and open up $12 million in cap space for 2022 if they wanted to. But they are not really thinking salary cap-wise about 2022. That is my theory that I've shared with you here on Primetime. Based on the decisions that they have been making, 
I think it's more about them getting set for 2023 and beyond. So that is where the decision comes from. And here's where it gets worse. And here's here, here's what I don't like at all. And Joey Ikes over at Twitter pointed this out. Joey Ikes, a must follow, by the way. If you put together uh, the the Cooper's uh, Amari Cooper's dead money with Dalton Schultz, ten point nine million dollars from the salary uh, from the franchise tag, excuse me, plus say maybe a cap hit for about. I don't know what 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 do you think what do you guys think uh Gallup's cap number could be in 2022. Let's say something below 10 million dollars. I would say that it's going to be below 10 million dollars. But the Cowboys are effectively choosing to have Gallup Schultz and the Amari Cooper dead money take up about 30 million dollars in the caps in the 2022 cap instead of staying with Amari Cooper for that 20 mil in the salary cap. And that is a part that I don't really like. I don't know what you guys would have preferred, sticking with only Cooper or or, or Schultz and Gallup. What, what, of which of the, those two options would you have preferred? I don't know, but I would have preferred Amari Cooper, to be honest. Uh, just because he's that number one wide receiver and he's that guy that will be dictating coverages, that will be getting most of the attention from the opponent's safeties and stuff like that. Uh, Burner Account, thank you. Thank you for your comment and your donation. Burner Account says, Mo, during the 19 NFL draft, when the Raiders were picking our pick, Stephen Jones said he'd be watching Cooper highlights to celebrate. Any real general manager would have been fired. Uh, Bruce got the use says, rip Cooper's numbers with Baker Mayfield too. And that is says, he's going to be great in Cleveland. Hey, you know what? I will tell you what. Uh, I don't know what we should be expecting out of Amari Cooper with the Browns. And I kind of hate it that he will be stuck on that Baker Mayfield situation like OBJ kind of proved that he was last year. Sucks for Amari Cooper. Hopefully he's able to turn things around there with Baker and hopefully he kind of connects with him and and finds some chemistry. It could happen. Uh, Let's see. F2023, this is Dallas Young. We need to win now. Stephen Jones and Jerry have job security. We need a desperate front office. Kind of feel like the Cowboys are not in that win-now mentality, though, to be honest. Uh, really don't see it. Really don't see them thinking that way. That would be more precise. Uh, Roger says, Cooper is a beast and Cooper is humble. I do think he's a beast. And I do think someone said the other day, I don't remember if it was here, that Amari Cooper was complaining and stuff like that. Cooper has not been a toxic presence in the Cowboys locker room at all. Cooper spoke out late in 2021 because he wanted to be more involved with the offense, but he kind of did it from the right place. He didn't do it by attacking Kellen Moore or Dak Prescott or anything like that. He just said, I want to be more involved in the offense. And what happened the following game? Cooper was very efficient when targeted, and he was targeted like seven times right away, starting uh, 
at the start of the game. Let's see. Tight ends don't have hard time getting production. Tight ends get open so easy, says Madman. And that is going to be the question with Dalton Schultz. That is going to be the question with Dalton Schultz. Uh, Chris Davis says, move on already, says Chris. Chris, it happened this weekend. Amari Cooper was traded yesterday and Michael Gallup was resigned today. What are you talking about, Chris? Come on. <laughs> I understand the frustration, though. Uh, I understand the frustration. Uh, Joe Wilson says, oh, no, the, the, the Kirk Cousins thing was a meme. That was, that was definitely fake. Uh, the Cooper and, and Kirk Cousins quote on Dak Prescott, that did not happen. It was a meme, and uh, that was fake. I think that was from a parody account, wasn't it? Dallas Young says, I need a power nap. Have a good night. Uh, thank you, Dallas Young, for stopping by. <laughs> Chris Davis laughed. Chris Davis knows. Chris knows what, what he was saying. <laughs> uh, team player, you get traded like you get released. This is Rita. Uh, let's see. Jeff says, we will have moments all year when people will say, told you they would miss Cooper. Oh, Jeff, you're 100% right on that. And I will tell you what. I pity the player who will be taken with the... Uh, With the, with the Cowboys' new fifth rounder. <laughs> Whoever is taking with that 155 uh, overall pick in April, he's going to have a hard time from Cowboys Nation because people will not really focus on the value of the pick. I think people will be bringing up Amari Cooper. And then, and then Chris Davis will be able to, uh, to say, stop crying over Cooper. Then it will be valid, I believe, when, when people bring this up when the Cowboys are on the clock in April in the fifth round. Uh, what is up, Stevie Mac? Thank you for being here in the chat as always. Uh, guys, by the way, every time that I see Stevie Mac on, on the comments, I'm reminded to, to, to ask you to hit the like button and share the show. Kenneth says they definitely will regret getting rid of Cooper. Jay Cena says Gallup has never wowed me. For more than a couple plays, hell, I would take Cedric Wilson over Gallup. Our team is worse now. And listen, that's all right. I don't know that I would take Gallup over Cedric Wilson. I really don't think that I would do that. I think that Gallup is a way more versatile player and a more complete wide receiver. But I think that's where the complaints were keep coming from. Like, all right, the Michael Gallup deal by itself is kind of good. I think the Cowboys got good value out of that. And I think the restructure is very good. The fact that the Cowboys are going to have an out after two years. But it's the fact that the Cowboys took a step backwards on their roster that will not sit well with Cowboys Nation, which is valid, of course, because the Cowboys got worse. And Chil Capadia from The Athletic pointed this out this morning, I believe, or I don't know if it was last night, But he said, in the NFL, offensive efficiency is king. Most teams that are making it to championship weekend are teams that have great offenses, highly efficient and productive offenses. Sure, defenses matter too. But the numbers are there that recent champions or recent teams involved in the conference championship games are getting there more than anything based on the merits of 
their offenses, which kind of makes sense from a theory standpoint when you consider the way that the modern NFL has been shaped with the, even with the DPIs, with the way that they have incentivized passing, the, the passing game, it makes a lot of sense. And we have seen that backed up in recent years. Offensive efficiency is king in the NFL right now. So the fact that you are taking away your number one wide receiver for a fifth round draft pick, that's what will not sit well with Cowboys Nation. And it makes sense, in my opinion, uh, that it will not sit well. Gallup is a great receiver. Don't underestimate, says Joe Wilson. Now, that is fair as well. But the Cowboys will need to figure out what they will do with their number three wide receiver, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow night. But finally, I want to ask you something. Uh, feels very evident to me what the answer will be here, but I want to see if someone kind of disagrees. Who do you think won the trade? Do you think that the Cowboys ended up winning because they wanted to get rid of Amari Cooper either way, or do you think that it's the Browns who end up winning this trade. I kind of got a feel as to what the answers were going to be earlier in the in the show, but let's see if someone kind of disagrees here. Tommy says a fifth round, Mauricio. That's what pissed me off. I understand, and it was a salary dump, but come on. Yeah, that's what also does that's what I also don't like. If the Cowboys would have kind of handled things differently and said, you know what? Amari Cooper could be available if the compensation is right. And maybe they got a third round draft pick or a second round draft pick. And we could have been at peace with it. Uh, maybe that would have been a different conversation. But a fifth rounder and a sixth round draft pick swap. Uh, that's what I don't like. All right. So everyone is going with the Browns. Browns won the trades. Kenneth Fraser. Our premier says Browns as well. Uh, Gallup has great tip-top sideline catches. That is true. That definitely is true. Jason goes with the Browns. Bruce got the use Browns. I will also go with the Browns. Team Hall, however, says Cowboys, but I hate it. So Team Hall says that Cowboys actually won the trade, and that is says Dallas did because he's easily replaceable with a lot of talent in the draft. So we, can, we, we got two answers. For the Cowboys. And that's maybe more than more than I expected. And hopefully they are able to replace the talent. But it's easier said than, than done. Cooper was a true number one wide receiver. And that is what makes it so different to evaluate. Is it really easy to replace him via the draft or via... Well, I will not even say free agency. Because the Cowboys are not going to go out there and spend big in free agency. But I think it's the Browns. I think it's the Browns who win this trade and by a wide margin. I don't know if the results for each team will back this up because the Browns have their own issues. The Cowboys also have their own issues. So it will be difficult to evaluate that way. But people who are saying that the Cowboys won the trade are saying it because of Amari Cooper's cap number in 2022, which is Of course, the over 20 million figure that the Cowboys were maybe afraid of. But I think that the fact that it's a deal, that it's built 
so that Cleveland can now restructure his contract and open up cap space in 2022 right away, that makes it even more attractive, in my opinion, for Cleveland. They solved a clear need at wide receiver. They got better at it. And the cap number is going to be easy, easily manageable for Cleveland. So I think that the Browns ended up winning this trade. And to me, it was kind of clear. And I think that the Cowboys, they're just taking a step backwards for something that is not worth it. And that would be, of course, uh, the fifth round draft pick that the Cowboys got in return. Let's see. Ah, uh, oh, Jason. I wish, uh, I don't even know what to say, Jason. I'm sorry to hear that in the, in the YouTube chat. I just wish you the best and, and of course, your, uh, your family. And hey, I, I had my battles in my family in a similar way. So I, I really can do nothing but send you a hug, Jason, and wish you the best here from ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Burner account says, Mo, I will be positive. I'm just happy we got something. A small win in this situation and a sign of small growth. Says Burner account. And that is, this is something that I also don't like. And this is something that is being pointed out by Wayne. He says, they did the smear campaign on Coop, which drove the price down. So Cleveland won the trade, which kind of relates to what we were talking about earlier about if you had handled things differently, you might have gotten higher compensation, right? I say the Cowboys says Team Hall because if Dallas is not using him as a number one wide receiver, why keep it at that price? Says Team Hall, which is also a fair concern. What I would argue though is that it kind of sucks that we know that the Cowboys are not using him properly. And it kind of sucks that the solution is to get rid of him instead of the coaches trying to sit down and figure out how they can make it worth it. Because the talent is clearly there, in my opinion. So how can they make it worth those 20, that, that $20 million salary that Michael Gallup, that Amari Cooper was uh, due to make, excuse me? How can they make it worth it? That, to me, should have been the problem that they were trying to, to solve instead of the other problem that they kind of solved by getting rid of him, which is more related to the salary cap. But this all has to do with the Cowboys' long-term plans, 2023 and beyond, in my opinion. I have talked about this before. I don't think this is about 2022 salary cap concerns because there, were, there was a plethora of ways to get the 2022 salary cap right I think it's more about the long run. I think it's more about when the time comes to pay the 2020-2024 free agents, for uh, 2024 free agents, excuse me, being able to do so. The same for 2023, uh, Micah Parsons deal, the Trevon Dix deal. And I know it's early to think about all of that, but it plays a role into this conversation because of the cap numbers that some of these players have in those years. We kind of went over this last week in case you want to check it out. Now, before I leave you tonight, just a quick Cowboys catch-up because we didn't even fit this into the show, but there were more Cowboys deals on Friday. 
So just a quick Cowboys catch up for those of you who maybe disappeared over the weekend and want to be caught up to speed. Rex Orline was released by the Dallas Cowboys. So the Cowboys right now have not a starting kicker. They have one on the roster, and that is SMU product, burn in Arlington, by the way, and that is Chris Nagar. And this guy has played with the Cleveland Browns. He did so in 2021. He played in Texas as in college for a while. He punted for them to then transfer to, to SMU, went 17 for 21, and that is the only kicker right now on the Cowboys roster. But hey, that was a good release, and, and I think that the Cowboys fans were kind of expecting it, it to happen. John Fassel's guy is out of the team. We kind of knew that he was not the answer, but we also are left wondering who is the answer. Do the Cowboys think that Chris can be it? And hopefully we'll have more information about uh, Chris in a few days, hopefully here on primetime. That will be fun. Now, Jarwin and Schultz, says Rita. Uh, Joel Wilson says Jarwin got cut. That's the other release. Blake Jarwin kind of expected after the Cowboys franchise tag, Dalton Schultz, and after the hip surgery reports, now the Cowboys got rid of Blake Jarwin. And that could end up being an interesting, uh, that, that could be interesting in terms of if Blake Jarwin claims an injury protection and maybe the cap numbers look different in terms of cap savings. Uh, Reggie Robinson was cut, says Barner account. I hate that Reggie Robinson was cut. Like, I understand it. I know that. Maybe the project didn't develop like the Cowboys wanted him to develop. But I had high hopes, high hopes for uh, Reggie Robinson when he was drafted by the Cowboys. He was more than anything like this trade pick. And I thought that he was going to be able to develop into the kind of cornerback that the Cowboys wanted. Did not happen at all. Uh, kind of hated all of 2020 when we just didn't see Reggie Robinson, even when the Cowboys were very hard in the secondary and they still didn't play Reggie Robinson. So maybe that was kind of a, in hindsight, a sign that the Cowboys and Reggie Robinson were not going anywhere. Uh, so we can say Reggie was a bust, says the Reaper. I think that any player that doesn't get to the field after you drafted him uh, and people had expectations for him, yeah, I think it would be fair. Not necessarily because of him. I really don't know. Uh, but at least for the Cowboys as an organization, it kind of was. Oh, man, a Nick Folk reunion, says Werner account. Uh, Koo is a free agent, says Stevie Mac. I would like him. I would definitely like him. Uh, let's see. Didn't Mike Nolan move him from corner to safety, says Werner account. That is right. The Cowboys moved Reggie Robinson in 2020 from corner to safety. And then in 2021, didn't they change him back to cornerback, I think? The Cowboys played a lot with Reggie Robinson, yet never really got him into the, into the starting lineup or even the active game day roster, right? I think he had some snaps, though, but only in special teams. I'm happy with all the work the Cowboys, uh, says uh, Stephen White. Let me try to find it. Are doing, says Stephen White. Well, hey, Steven, you like their plan, I think. Me, personally, I, I have not been a fan of this offseason. But, hey, 
everyone will have their own opinions. Now, before I go, do me a favor and hit the like button like Jay Cena is saying in the YouTube chat. If you're watching on Facebook, also hit the like button, share the show. And last but not least, we cannot skip past this. Tom Brady is back. And if you guys were not on social media earlier today and you missed it, I know you might be thinking I'm joking, but I'm not. Tom Brady is going to be back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022, which is insane. He tweeted this out. He said, my time will come to be with my family and all of that. But for now, I still belong on the playing field. So I will be back for my 23rd season in Tampa. That's what Tom Brady more or less tweeted out earlier today. And that was crazy because <laughs> burner account says Tom Brady never left. Tommy says uh, Tom Brady just won't go away. And yeah, he kind of got sick. Uh, he kind of got sick from retirement pretty quickly, right? And I know people have been throwing out jokes about his family and about the events that he has been attending. But yeah, Brady talked to Cristiano last night <laughs> and maybe he got that bug. And maybe he was sure that he wanted to come back after seeing uh, Cristiano perform in the soccer world. He got fully recharged at the Hertz station's burner account. And it's an interesting, and it matters for the Cowboys. And, and we will see how that impacts the Super Bowl odds. But remember that the Cowboys opened up as the second, one of the second favorites to win the NFC in 2022. That happened right away after the season ended, after the Rams were crowned Super Bowl champions. The Cowboys had emerged as the number two team, only behind the Rams in the Super Bowl 57 odds. And I think that was because of the Tom Brady retirement, because there, was, there were plenty of doubts as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers was going to stay in Green Bay. There were questions about Russell Wilson staying put in Seattle too. And there was this possibility, there was this scenario in which the NFC did not have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. So that kind of skyrocketed the Cowboys' stock in the betting world. And now it's going likely going to be significantly lower. Because now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are surely going to be favorites over the Cowboys. The same for the Green Bay Packers now that we know for sure that Aaron Rodgers is back. And now Russell Wilson will not be around in the NFC. But then again, the Seattle Seahawks were not going to be that team that was going to be one of the favorites in the NFC. So big deal for the Cowboys. And if we're looking for some sort of consolation by, uh, about the Cowboys saying that maybe 2022 is not going to be our year because that might be more or less what they're doing with the decision-making that they have shown us recently, thinking about the long-term instead of the win-now mentality that a lot of people in Cowboys Nation would like to see from the team, maybe this kind of serves as consolation, that the NFC is not going to be wide open like we thought it was going to be. Things change rapidly. Life comes at you fast. Let's see. Burner account says, no, excuse me, TB Mac says Tom Brady is going to need one of those help I've fallen and can't get up buttons pretty soon. Hopefully not. Uh, I don't want to see a, a sad stage 
for Brady in his career. I don't want to see that moment in which you go, yeah, he's done. I, I don't want that with Brady. I want him to retire at his pick, right? Maybe it's not his pick, obviously, but hopefully he just uh, continues to be, to, to be himself. So anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight. Army Mom Heather says, that's not Jerry Style Mauricio. He wants to win this year. Well, but the decision-making, the decision-making by the team kind of... Uh, I had this show in which we talked about the rebuild mode on Thursday with the Lyle Collins news, and that is more or less how I feel. Uh, David Gomez says, I just got here. Is this guy 15 years old? Close enough. I will tell you that, David. Close enough. I'm 22 years old. 22 years old. Anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight. As always, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content and for more Mavericks content. And guys, this week will be hectic because tomorrow the tampering period will officially begin in the NFL And maybe the Cowboys are not going to go out there and sign a lot of outside free agents, but they will for sure try to bring back Jaron Kears, Randy Gregory, and those two are, I believe, are the biggest two names to watch in the next 48 hours or something like that. Uh, thank you to Wayne. Great show, Mo. First time running in. Thank you, Wayne. We are here every Thursday through Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central. Which, by the way, that's an adjustment for me because you guys know I'm based out of Mexico. And over here, we have not entered the daily daylight savings time. So I'm, instead of my usual one hour behind central time, I'm two hours behind uh, central time. Jason says, speak Spanish to end the show. I will do that. Uh, hey, hit the like button. Share the show. Just need to tell you the following thing in English. Prime time brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. The ride of the week is the brand new CX50 available for pre-order over at freemanmazda.net. And now I will say goodbye in Spanish. Los veo mañana, 8 p.m. Central Time. Muchísimas gracias, amigos de Prime Time.